Hey everybody and welcome to the Comic Book Companion Podcast. Each week, I read comic books and discuss them book club style, page by page, with my friend and co-host, Connor Shackelford. Each week will consist of two issues that you will know about ahead of time, so you can read along with us. Now remember, you should read those books, because everything is going to be spoiled from here on out. At the end of each episode, you'll get our contact information so you can contribute to the conversation and you'll receive your homework assignment for the next episode. So are you ready? I'm ready. Let's get started. All right, Connor, and we're back and we're still talking all new X-Men. Yeah, um, And yeah. now we're at issues 14 and 15 yeah and these issues were kind of weird because we kind of got to see what cyclops does in his off time not to like go too deep too fast but that's how this opens so yeah yeah he's he's been laid up uh after taking a whooping um and he's been professor x in it around the nerd wagon <laughs> yeah in his wheelchair and uh yeah it's I've kind of wondered what was going on with him since he's been out of action or whatever. And so we're kind of getting a little bit of a, uh, a glimpse into that in these next couple issues. Right. He's never like, he showed up once at the, the club just for a joke. Pretty much. He hasn't been really the center of the current issues. So it was cool to see what was up with him. Right. Cause it was kind of like, well, uh, he's real injured, so he's in a wheelchair. Right. So there's not much that he could be doing. Um, but I, I'm taking it that he's healing, I, well, I want to say somewhat quickly, but we, from what we know, it's like weeks are going by since everything has happened. So. Yeah, and he's talking about how um, he tries to stay away from anything competitive like video games or logic puzzle or individual sports. Um and how, like, that can be dangerous for him because that's what he gets really into. And he also comments that, like, Hank's been kind of weird since the Egypt thing. Right. I like where he says, or he's thinking, I once played horseshoes for 27 hours straight. <laughs> yeah. And Bobby had to come and yank up the stakes to get him to stop. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's pretty funny. Um, And then he pulls, he says what we were saying during that whole arc where he's like, uh, Toad's drunken Sarah Connor stunt shattered my leg. Right. Um, so, Yeah just to catch anyone up his toad broke his leg because the rebel fell on him right and, we... and he doesn't even get to start physical therapy for three more weeks right so i'm like dang man he's just sitting around <laughs> just get getting all the bed sores yeah and then we cut to like a roided out deathlock looking cyclops it's really weird because like uh, it's like Cyclops mixed with Weapon X, mixed with Apocalypse. Yeah. Like you said, mixed with Deathlock. Like, there's so many things happening here. Uh, and you just hear him say, let's game. And right. then we see a health bar, so this is this is his video game character, probably. I mean, most likely. Uh, uh, after reading the issue, I'm wondering if, like, that's his actual video game character or if that's what he's kind of picturing himself oh as. right yeah because the health bars pop back up 
Um, right, all that stuff kind of happens throughout the issue, which kind of makes this issue different and kind of interesting the way that they set this up to where it's all, like, the entire thing is, like, video game themed. Yeah, and uh, before he starts gaming, Beast comes out with a battery pack um, that he that Scott might need to play all night. And Beast looks rough. He has a 5 o'clock shadow, um, kind of a dirty stained lab coat. Yeah, and it's because he's been uh, hanging out in his lab ever since he got back from Egypt. Yeah, he hasn't been doing anything else. Yeah, and we don't know what he's been doing in the lab, and neither do any of the X-Men. Scott presses him on this and asks, like, hey, are you done with the time travel? Like, did you learn anything? Uh, And Beast is like, no, I'm, I'm... working on something different right now that's i can't really explain it but it's not time travel and i'm just looking for some energy drinks and he's saying all this as he's shoving some kind of worm down back into his pocket yeah it's like some weird worm dragony situation that he's like hey man nothing to see here just get back in my pocket um so he's on and he wants oranges yeah i was gonna say he's on a quest for energy drinks and oranges because vitamin (laughs) c is very important right um he throws Scott the battery pack um, and says, like, this is all you need for a night of solo gaming. Probably trying to keep him busy. Um, yeah, exactly. He's like, I don't need you bothering <laughs> me. I'm I'm doing important things in my room filled with green, green smoke. Yeah, so he grabs his pound bag full of oranges and then heads back into the uh, lab. And Cyclops immediately thinks something is up, because there is. Right. Um, because he he even points out like that even Hank doesn't act like this like if he's working on something big or new he's usually the first one to like want to tell people about it right exactly um and his weird brain won't leave that alone so he's gonna <laughs> um take a break from his gaming session and then that's where his thoughts stop and he's like scratch that and he sees a drone exactly and game on yeah so, so he thinks what he's going to do is uh, sneak a peek of uh, Hank's lab by using this drone, zipping it into the lab and finding out what's going on. And uh, he shoots it up through this this vent, this register vent, and he makes it into the lab, but uh, Hank catches it <laughs> yeah, immediately. And it destroys it. And just smashes it, yeah. <laughs> and all he says is absolutely not. Um, <laughs> and game over continue and nine <laughs> yeah that so was pretty great there's a retry screen there and he's like okay same principle different angle so he's just throwing himself at this now where, right um what is it the the um rv's bigger than what it is on the like an, on the outside than it or in the inside than it is on the outside so there's right. an emergency hatch he's going for um, yeah so supposedly this hatch on the bottom of the rv is uh, it accesses all 12 rooms. And so he's like, well, I'll just pop in through this little hatch and I'll be able to get into that room and see what's going on. Right. So he, he gets down there. Uh, the plan's going well. And then he opens up the hatch and he starts bamfing through every room. Yeah. So is that what's going on? I think is... so. Like, is like either, bu- or I almost said bubbles, pickles runs this part of like the escape hatch and he's just bamfing scott because he doesn't know what to do or Mm. scott's just ending up in every group at once and it's really disorienting 
See, that's what I was wondering, or how I kind of took it, was like, he crawled up into this hole, and then it's just like every room at once. Right, so... So it's kind of like you'll be wherever you need to be immediately. Yeah, that might be more along the lines of what's happening, because he throws up. Um, yeah, he can't yeah. handle it, whatever's happening. Right, it's really bizarre. Yeah. Uh, but we do see Pickles reading a comic. Because Pickles is the man. Yeah, he is. He knows what's Just chilling up. in his drawer. He's a listener to the podcast. Um, <laughs> He's keeping up. Yeah, he is. And then round three of this venture is Scott with some firecrackers. Um, yeah. And he's like, okay, stop overthinking it. This doesn't have to be a James Bond or Jason, whatever his name is. Um, so he throws them into a tin can or a tin bucket and then fires <laughs> and then opens the door and fires a laser and yells, Hank. Right. Uh, and he's just now he's just starting to yell and stuff. Yeah. Um, he's like, hey, I need your help out here. Open the door, blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, Hank? <laughs> and, then, and then as if something so simple would fool Hank, he uh, shows up in, uh, uh, I guess, like a 3D projection. Yeah, like a giant hologram. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, what's going on? You need anything from me? <laughs> you sure? Yeah. Um, he wasn't going to be opening that door anytime too yeah. soon. Um, and Hank's like, I've seen you on the security camera feed, and you seem erratic and froggy. Um, yeah. Any chance you could do me a favor and dial that down a notch? And Scott's just like, sure. Sure. Much appreciated. I guess. And then Scott and then... pours himself an orange uh, freezy here. And yeah right and he gets a wisdom plus 45 and 15 experience points for drinking this orange freezy <laughs> that's pretty great right I wish I got that no joke um, and then some purple goo attacks the window and Scott's yeah. like oh god what's the, what's up uh, and all of a sudden he gets a tentacle that knocks him out of his wheelchair yeah out of his wheelchair then it scoops him up uh, and at first I was I was like, oh man, is this Toad again? Did Toad just come here and find them and he's back at it? No, this is definitely not Toad. Definitely Uh, not Toad. So his glasses fall off, Scott's yelling, get off of me, and blasts the tentacle and sets him free. Right. He gets his glasses back on and now he's yelling for Hank for a real issue now. Right. Um, And he even says, for real this time, I mean... And then, and then he points out, like, I can't even really be mad. Boy, who cried wolf and all of that. Which, this is crazy to me that all this goes down. So there's this big hole in the wall of the RV now. And all these things have happened with Scott. And Hank has these cameras up. <laughs> so he's got to see this going down. Right. No, he's too busy. And he's still work. like, nah. Uh, so Scott suits up. Or as much as he can in the <laughs> kind wheelchair. Kind of. Uh, from the from the waist up, he suits up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and he's like, shirt looks good though, so that's something. Because um, he's talking about how uh, nobody heard him. Uh, what is it? You've been itching for some action all month, summers. Time to go scratch. And he's like, oh, that's a bad one. I'm glad nobody heard that. Yeah. Um, so he goes outside, and he's looking for what's up. And then we see, we see what's up. And uh, yeah. it's a big cosmic squid monster. 
something else. Yeah, a three-story brain bleed horror show. How does all this stuff go down and nobody else knows <laughs> that it's happening? Um, like, because now it's outside. He's yeah. outside fighting this thing. It's not like he's trapped up in the weird extra large nerd wagon or whatever it like this monster is outside and it's just him and the monster like it blows my mind yeah no one else ends up showing up and he's just like okay i know video games the weak point's the eyeball right Um, so he's wheeling for it and he's trying to get there and dodging tentacles (laughs) in his wheelchair right he's doing a pretty good job yeah and then he gets whacked um takes a minute to recuperate um he's thinking through how you get there and then we get a big spread here where it's like solve the puzzle and it says finish him yes uh we see the big bad boss and cyclops's health bar and cyclops is not looking too hot no he's uh he's almost down for the count yeah and big bad boss is not taking any damage um so and uh so then he's like hey um there's only one way up there only one idea to try, and it's a bad one. It's a pretty bad one, but he goes for it. <laughs> so he lets himself yeah. get captured by all the tentacles. And right. And he's trying to get an angle on the eye since he's lifted up now. Yep. And uh, he's saying, like, bring me in real close, get a good look. Gotcha. And it does. And then, so, part of me thinks that whenever we cut to Big Bad Boss and Cyclops, that's Beast looking through a camera. Um, but I have no idea. Um, but he gets a look, and he gets the laser off, and the thing goes down for the count, and mm-hmm. it makes a rock. And Cyclops <laughs> even says, you're damn right, rock. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love this. This is awesome. This is great. Oh, don't mind me, Hank. No need to come out. Just keep on working. I went ahead and vanquished the Elder God all by myself. <laughs> yeah. And so he sits down and has takes a chill pill for a bit. He He's earned it. Um, he came walking in though he didn't need that wheelchair yeah he anymore. didn't need the wheelchair um, <laughs> he, and then he's talking about how calm he is and he's like um, we should probably have a conversation later about what the hell's going on around here and whether or not the fact that I'm so calm about it is a symptom of some larger psychological problem <laughs> it's so good and yep. then he's like no rush though I'm, I'm just gonna be out here playing my video games right and what do you know behind him <laughs> Is all kinds of monsters. He's not going to be out here playing his video games. He said he's going to be enjoying the rest of my quiet evening. Uh, no, you won't. No, you won't, Scott. Sorry. So that was like a really quick issue. Yeah. But it was super fun, and a totally different like twist to everything with like the whole video game aspect to it. Yeah, it was nice to catch up with young Scott because we haven't we haven't seen him in the like front role for a while. Right. Um, and yeah, the, the whole video game framing over everything really helped it it helped it move along and keep a pace that I thought was pretty good. Right. And I like like I don't so like this monster, the squid monster thing comes out of nowhere, attacks <laughs> him out of nowhere. He takes it out and then he just goes back to playing video games like nothing ever happened. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, "Hello, uh maybe you need to figure out what's going on here." Listen, <laughs> I'm one to go ahead and play video games and not want to put the controller down too, but this is something different. Yeah, this is like some world-ending cosmic Doctor Strange stuff. Right. So, 
Somebody should have uh, been <laughs> checking things out here. But, all right, well, got anything else for this uh, this issue? I do not. Yeah, I don't so much either. That one was a pretty simple one. Yeah. And, uh, somewhat straightforward once you got in there and saw what he was fighting, that it wasn't Toad's tongue. <laughs> nope, it's a big squid. <laughs> So, uh, all right, we're going to go ahead and pop in our break here, and we'll be right back with uh, issue number 15. Is brought to you by me. You guys, I have my own Amazon store, and I want your business. But not only do I want your business, I also want you to support the Comic Book Companion podcast. All you have to do is go to Amazon.com slash shops slash MMMSCCC as in Michael Matthew Moore's Comedy, Comics, and Collectibles, because I'm also a stand-up comedian, but that's not important right now, and fill up your cart with stuff from my shop. Once you're ready to check out, use the promo code COMPANION, and you'll get 15% off your entire order of items from my shop and my shop only. So, anyways, show your support for the podcast by going to my shop at Amazon.com slash shops slash M-M-M-S-C-C-C and enter the promo code COMPANION at checkout to get 15% off your entire order. Now, on to our next issue. Alright, and we are back. And we're ready to talk issue 15. Yeah, issue 15 picks up right where we left off. Um, Real fast. <laughs> there's no downtime here. Um, real quick, <laughs> the cover here we see what looks like a new villain and um her weird big blue dragon monster thing yeah like we caught a glimpse of her and her goblins yeah. and stuff back when angel and wolverine were fighting right all those goblins and stuff at the U store place and so now she's come back to cause more trouble yeah, um, and Trouble has Cyclops' number, it looks like. Um, yeah, right off the bat, man, just, which we saw in the last issue, there were a bunch of monster thingies coming out of Hank's, uh, lab, <laughs> but, man, they weren't, they weren't messing around, they were ready to get They were just the ready stuff. to go, so we cut with Cyclops on the floor here. And, screaming for Hank. Yeah, screaming for Hank. Not knowing where Hank is, and so he's, he's all his, he's all alone fighting these things. Down a leg, he's just trying to get around. Right, um, a big call that's on fire comes and stabs the ground near him. He's just yeah, like, "What's I mean... happening? I don't understand." <laughs> um, then uh, something's got me. Yeah, then a really weird, spindly green tentacle grabs him and whisks him away. Um, and then we get Hank. Um, we get the stars and garters. Yeah, he says stars and garters. And we get him tackling the big green tentacle, and he says, like, I'm sorry, I've been a bit preoccupied this evening. And no Scott's only replies, oh my god. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that made me laugh out loud. It was pretty good. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, Hank. And he gets tossed. What the hell have you been <laughs> doing in that lab? And then it's all, so everything's on fire, there's tentacles everywhere. Um, and it's just crazy to me that all of this is happening, and then you see that outside shot yeah. of the nerd wagon, and it's like not a whole lot is going on. No, because it's so big inside. Um, so the only thing that's going on on the outside is the nerd wagon. The nerd wagon's roof is on fire, and there's a small hole. Yeah, um, there's that hole where that 
first monster from the last issue reached in and got a hold of Scott. And then we cut back to Miami Beach with the uh, crew from the club. So it's right. Bobby, Evan, and Idy here. And uh, yeah. they're talking about that inhuman that they met. Uh, and Johnny kind of took a liking to. Uh, I called him Johnny uh, Bobby, not Johnny Storm. I, He's Bobby. <laughs> you said it, and I was like, I don't think that's right. <laughs> Johnny. But then I couldn't um, <laughs> I couldn't immediately come up with the name to correct it, so I'm glad that you did. Um and he's talking about, like, what What do I care if he's an inhuman, right? Right. Uh, where I come from, inhumans are sharply dressed weirdos who live on the moon. Uh, exactly. And he's talking about how uh, old Cyclops, like, started this whole uh, schism between the mutants and the inhumans. And, like, he's not on his side. Right. Um, and he goes on and on about how, like, that's, a, that's this X-Men team's whole thing is not taking sides and not getting wrapped up. And then he mentions that that inhuman's name was Romeo and how messed up and on the nose it was. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's he's about to say, I'll be that guy's Juliet any day before he gets interrupted by ID. And what the crap? What the crap? And we get a big doom boss here. Yeah, um, right? Um, making a grok noise. Just, just splashing around in the water. Yeah. Uh, this thing's huge, has one big eyeball. Um, and Evan and a Gene I, Simmons tongue. Yeah, uh, really big tongue. <laughs> Some venom happening here. Um, right. ID's like, so Evan, I know it's my turn to grab the bystanders, but and then uh, we get a rock with a question mark, and it's uh, Angel throwing Wolverine at this thing. Right, <sighs> just out of nowhere, zip zap. Here yep. they go, and she goes right, right through his through eyeball. The eyeball. Uh, he's down for the count. Uh, Angel and Pickles are here, saying three for three, nothing but net. So here's my confusion. How did Pickles get here? <laughs> because yeah, in the was... last last issue, he was in the the RV or whatever, because we saw that through the escape hatch. Yeah, he was reading the comic book. Yeah. So I... when did Pickles get here? I, I guess he's just, I guess Angel was just like, hey, I need you to bamf near me. I don't know. Um, and continuity man continuity, I noticed these things um, so the big <laughs> one's down for the count and it apparently stinks and right. Laura being Laura just hops out like nothing's happened is um, she like licking her hand I think so that's what it looks that's like here gross. it's very gross um, and her it seems like her and Angel are back on good terms right um so they're hopping up, telling you, telling the rest of the crew, like, there's a bunch of goblins at the U-Store in Little Havana. Um, yeah. Like, there's been more monsters since then, and the internet tells us where, but no one seems to know why. And I love that here's that broken iPad again. Yeah. Came to play. Still making its cameos here. <laughs> um, and Wolverine's like, this might turn out to be a long night, and they all agree. And then we cut to downtown Miami. Where yeah. we get the Goblin Queen talking to her Banffy. Um, yeah, we find out that her name is Goblin Queen. Because yeah. she's kind of uh, talking third person. Right. And yeah, and she's talking to her little monster here and calling him Banffy. So he must be some kind of... Some kind of bulky demon nightcrawler thing. Right, exactly. Um, he looks... We get a little bit of a backstory on her then. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, she's talking about how, like, she's traveled a bunch uh, for flight school, then bouncing all over hell in that pl- in that cargo plane, and then, like, 
going here and there, um, playing X House with Old One Eye, which I took that to talk about. Um, what's the Wolverine persona where he goes and gambles in Matterpool? Patches. Oh, I don't know. That's what I took that as. I don't know if that's true or not. I um, didn't know, like, because it's saying um, Westchester to and fro playing X House with Old One Eye. So I didn't know if that was her and like the the evil Cyclops. Oh crap! You know what? That's that makes more sense with the whole old one. I for some reason I was thinking patches, but yeah. Right, and then just talking about X, uh, X House and Westchester. Yeah. Which the mansion is in Westchester, right? Yeah. So, so I makes, don't know if that's the case or not. That makes but a lot more that's sense. That's just kind of what I had put together. Um. Just that one long weekend sacrificing babies to the pit for some elaborate work presentation. Right. Um, so, but now, look, look at me now, Banffy. The Goblin King's come a long way. No pasty skin creepo boss barking orders. So, yeah, that's probably Cyclops. Yeah, um, maybe so. Um, no long cons are run to run or fraudulent marriages to propose. And she's just kind of here for fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we gather from this. Exactly. Um, and then we get Beast explaining, um, how the RV works, um, the parking space is situated between a small portal between our, oh, okay, well, he's talking about how the demons got in here, I thought this was him talking about how big the, why the RV is so big on the outside, or on the inside. Oh, right. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, he's given a little bit of the backstory then that, uh, this, this nerd wagon is parked over some kind of portal, and that's he's like kind of been tapping into that with black magic and Cyclops is not having that. <laughs> no. Um, he's like, what in God's name are you talking about, dude? Yeah. Uh, and beast is like, no, it's fine. I hung out with Dr. Strange once. Uh, it's not so different from science. You study, you experiment, you follow a set of rules. Um, and then Cyclops is quick to point out that there's a lake of fire, uh, rising up out of our living room floor. And beast, <laughs> I see that. Yeah, yes. Beast only replies. I see that. Yes. And he's talking about how elements of the demon realm are seeping into our realm. And he needs to... We need to keep moving in the direction of my lab or this can get out of hand in a hurry. Uh, done been out of hand, yeah, buddy. Cyclops yells at him again saying, like, we're walking through literal fires of hell. And Beast is like, I'm not sure if I would call them that. <laughs> and Cyclops is calling him out that this would be something that old Beast would do. Right, um, and that's not who you are. That's who you not. That's who you aren't. One. That's who you are trying not to be. Exactly. And so he brings up time travel again, uh, and because that's what Cyclops think this is. Is he hit a time travel block? So he's experimenting. Right. And no. Uh, and yeah, it turns out that uh, he had solved that like immediately upon return from Egypt. Yeah, he's been the whole old. time travel thing. He's been back to the sixties. Yeah, so he's already he's already taken himself back, quote unquote, home, and uh, he said that, or he starts to say that he found something there, and then they get and, interrupted. Uh, yeah, by a uh, a, a fiery alligator, <laughs> yeah, giant fiery alligator giant thing, <laughs> um, and Cyclops is just like, can we put a pin in that? Uh, so, Certainly another time. Yeah, they are not talking about that right now, which sucks because I want to know what happened in the past. Right, um, exactly. 
And then we cut back to the B team here, uh, fighting little bone griblins, how, uh, is how Angel puts it, and he thinks these things are cool looking. Yeah. Um, and everyone's like, Warren, shut up and help, please. Exactly. Um, turns out ice works really effectively against them. Uh, and so Iceman's freezing all of them, and Idy burns them all. Yeah. Um, and then Angel again is like, I don't know. All the, other than all the violence, they're kind of cute. He's right back to uh, loving on these yeah, suckers. Yeah, I'm really alone on this. And then Kid Apocalypse is like, didn't someone already tell you to shut up? Um, and Kid Apocalypse is stretching. He has like 50 on him. Uh, yeah, these things are like mos- these things like me, like mosquitoes, like me. So many gremlin bites. <laughs> so he slams a bunch of them up in the air, and then slams them down. Right, uh, Iceman cuts in, freezes yeah. the stragglers, and, and uh, <laughs> there's that big monster again. Yeah, there's apparently old, old uh, it didn't eye. stay down forever. Didn't Wolverine brain that thing earlier? <laughs> uh, regenerating powers like the goblins, like me. So these are so this confirms they're demons and not monsters because they can regenerate. Right. Um, and Laura's like, our Laura points that out. And then ID's like, didn't it occur to you to express that concern out loud? And Lauren's like, it barely does. Right. Um, Iceman's like, we need some sort of battle strategy. Evan's not having that at all. He's like, no, we need Hank, as much as I hate to say it. Because um, he's still salty over the whole Egypt trip. Which I would right. be too. Um, yeah, I would be too. So, and so we cut back to the airstream. Yeah. And they're still in a fight with this T Rexy alligator situation. <laughs> um, and at least Beast is nice enough to be carrying a Scott around through all this. Yeah, um, and he's finally he's finally acknowledging that he was kind of an idiot. And then Scott's like, "I'm glad we're finally on the same freakout page, Hank." Uh, <laughs> but you're on, you're not. You're not. You're no idiot. Only a mind like yours can even dream up this much god awful. And then he gets interrupted. Um, on the count of three, I just need you to. And then Scott starts yelling, "Duck!" Right. And Beast is like, "Duck! What are you talking about?" <laughs> and then he's like, "Good call," because uh, the tail is going. Actually, his mouth is going after him. Um, yeah, and it says sploosh. So did this thing just dive back into the lake of fire? That's what it looks like. Um. Uh, I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> Good call. I mean, it's what I do. I suppose it is, isn't it? Um, and so they are in the ruins of the... Looks like the living the room. living room? Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, it's hard to tell anymore. Um, right. I've been f- Since everything is just fire. Yeah. You just don't know. I've been flailing Scott, grasping at every surface I can reach. Desperate to hang on to an identity that, no longer, that clearly no longer fits. Um, and he's talking about how, like, science is so far behind him in this era, or so far beyond him in this era, that he doesn't know where to start or begin, and he, does, he can't really catch up. Right. Um, so, um, he's not a genius here, he's not even a scientist, he's just a smart boy with big hands and feet, willing to let loose hell on Earth to just to feel special again. <laughs> and right. Scott only replies, we all make mistakes, it's fine. <laughs> um... I wonder if this would, I wonder if this is how it happened to the other Hank, how he lost control and lost sight, so he's still talking to himself about not being a genius anymore. Right. Lost regard for the consequences of his actions. And Beast is very adamant about not becoming what he becomes, no matter what it costs. 
Right. Uh, and he's like, no more magic. I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah, and you have my word. Yeah. So he goes to tackle he, this floating squid thing. Yeah, he just, like, dives into this... Almost looks like a portal. Yeah, almost looks like Shumagorath, if you're familiar with that Doctor Strange villain or not. I don't, no idea. Oh, he's a big squid monster. I hope they do him in the movies. <laughs> um, I want, I've wanted a space squid in a Marvel movie or superhero movie since Watchmen, and they cut out the space squid in Watchmen, and I was really pissed. Oh, uh, uh, right. Yeah, so I've yet to get a space squid in a movie. That um, And that movie's been a while, so... Sure has. <laughs> they cut out the space squid. Not um, cool, man. Not cool. Um, so uh, he dives into this portal, apparently just enough to... Uh, a blow everything to hell. Yeah, it blows up the uh, RV, the nerd wagon. And what's funny is it's almost like the nerd wagon just kind of disappears in a pop. Kinda yeah, like it just kind of like out of there. crumples up on itself. Right. Uh, and yeah, just pop. <laughs> Angel's like, good God, man. Um, you've done it then. Have you done it then, says uh, Kid Apocalypse. Our home, what happened? Um, so they're all like, what's going on? Beast was like, yeah, I was touring with some sorcery, like some sort of fool. Um, it was almost bad, quite bad indeed, but Scott stepped in and together we shut it all down. And Kid Apocalypse was like, stop being, we're not here for the pity party, Beast. Uh, you overstepped, of course you destroyed something, no one cares, just tell us, your, just tell us your stupid experiment made all the demons go away. Um, yeah, and he kind of he thinks that he did because he didn't realize that there were any monsters or any kind of stuff outside of the airstream. Right. He thought it was all within it, so he's like, "Yeah, everything's great, everything's good." Uh, and then Kid Apocalypse is like, "What do you mean the demons were contained within the airstream? Were you guys fighting monsters in there?" And then Audie's <laughs> like, "Oh God!" Uh, and Beast is like, "I'm not sure I understand what's happening." And then someone's like, "What about the other demons, Hank? The ones out here?" Right. And then we see all the big ones and the little flying ones with the axes. And that's how the issue yeah. ends. Uh, we get... Yeah. Uh, I don't know what she's saying in Spanish, but I'm assuming she's saying something in Spanish there. Uh, bien, bienvenido, uh, <laughs> Miami. Yeah, that's what the Goblin Queen ends this issue on. I couldn't tell you what that means. I took a couple years of Spanish in high school and cheated my way through it. Okay. So... I do not remember hardly squat. Gotcha. But I just realized that she's riding on top of this monster. I didn't realize that before. On top of the big doom one? Yeah, on yeah. his head, just above his one eye. Yep. But, oh boy, she's getting ready to cause some problems. Yeah, so uh, we got our big bad for... Because the series is almost over, so I wonder if she'll stick around for that long or not. Yeah, I don't know, because... Yeah, that's weird because we really didn't have a ton of like actual big bads. Yeah, we've usually had like one villain for two issues, maybe. Right, we had like we had Toad and we had Blob, and then we had like the the Egyptians or whatever, and now her. Um, and I'd really like to know more about her because apparently, like, she didn't always have the horns and stuff, so it's like. How did she start out? Yeah, and like how did she get to? Was here? she always called the Goblin Queen, or is this a recent thing? Like, is she a newer villain? Right. I might have to do a little googling <laughs> later a little to comic see what's vibing. going on here. Right. But uh, that's it. Yeah. We're, uh, 
we're done with issue 15. Um, I again, I enjoyed this issue. Um, I mean, this one was pretty dialogue heavy. Yeah, this one kind of made up for the last one in terms of like, oh, hey, here's where exactly all these demons came from. And right. here's Beast coming to terms with the fact that, like, he hasn't found his place in this new world yet. Right. And we still have unanswered questions. What did he find back in time? Yeah. That he couldn't share in time without getting killed <laughs> by that monster in the airstream. Um, and, yeah, so I'm curious about that to, to hopefully they'll end up enlightening us because like you say we don't have very many issues left but right we have i believe another set of, of like what 16 17 then 18 uh -huh. 19 then the annual right so we've only got five issues left oh boy oh yeah but all right well i'm good you good yeah i'm good all right well that's it for this uh episode your homework for next episode is 16 and 17 of All New X-Men. All right, that's it. That's everything. That's all that we have this week. You can contact us on Instagram and Twitter at comic underscore companion. And you can email us at comicbookcompanion at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at mmorecomedy. And you can follow Connor at Attack on Wake Up. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you would be so kind, please give us a quick five-star review. We would very much appreciate it. Now, until next time, we have been your comic book companion.